Hello, welcome everyone to Speak Brave Podcast with your two hardworking, loyal, and creative hosts, John Morrow. Welcome, and Mark Guy. That's me. Thank you, John. Good it's good to be here. Thank you, Mark. I, I always, always a delight to have you as my partner in this co-creation process. John, I would like to talk to you and to everyone who is listening about a resource that I came across a few years ago. And it's a resource by this author, Don Miguel Ruiz. He created this tome, and it's easy-to-read book, and it's called The Four Agreements. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So it's not five, not ten. It's just four. And the four agreements, you might think, okay, what is this four agreements? Is there going to be a contract? about construction or about aviation. What is this about? I want to know, what is the four agreements? Well, I want to release you from your mental anguish and tell you exactly what it is. It's the four agreements that you make with yourself and with the world. John, would you like to know what they are? Yes, I would. Okay, I will read them off to you right now and we'll go over each one to make sure that we're on top of things. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. Sounds simple enough, right? It does. So let's start with the first one. Be impeccable with your word. I think it's important to know to be impeccable with your word because I think we have seen this many times, right? A lot of people in the the self-development space say that what's on our mind is on our tongue. And when we release it from our lips, it has a chance to become our reality. Yes. And when we dilute our credibility, our honesty, and our presence by saying things and breaking those patterns, and I mean, who can trust us then? I mean, we break everything. We, we, we lose our credibility. And, and you know what, John? Um, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. You have mm-hmm. heard this before. Right. So I will be the first one to admit that I'm still working through this. I am still working through this to myself. And we expect the world, uh, <laughs> you know, just to be perfect and not messy. But the reality of it is life is messy. Go ahead, John. There is something, too, that I just want to draw attention to. There is a phrase that we often hear in social circles, whether they be business or whether they be personal, where you'll hear an individual say, oh, yes, your reputation precedes you. It's kind of an interesting dynamic where that comes from, but it has to do with the fact that long before we actually met the person personally for the first time, or even for that matter, had an audible oral conversation with that person through some type of a device like a telephone, there already was a reputation for what they did or how they did or why they did what they did that had preceded them through word of mouth and through the consequences or the blessings of the actions that they had done and performed and undertaken in whatever particular area mm-hmm. that they were involved in. So you're right, an impeccable reputation for giving the best quality in everything that you do, 
and in how you carry yourself with the public, whether personally or in business, is something that speaks far more than anything published. Absolutely, John. Well said. Really well said. You know, I'm so glad you're my conversational partner and my executive producer. You always bring this wisdom that is not easy to find. And I feel that reputation and the way that you carry yourself, I think knowing this, it gives us uh, courage and hope that we are in control of it to a large degree. Our actions or inactions, our words or lack of words or certain behaviors dictate, create, build, and maintain our reputation. So in large part, it is you, it is I, it is we who are responsible for it. And we have that great sense of control. So if I know it's a double-edged sword, right? There's exceptions and there's a lot of things that are happening, but in large part, it is you. So please stop blaming anyone for anything and step up, step up in your life and just own, own your actions so you can move forward. So that's number one, be impeccable with your word and that by virtue of words, it will also, also translate, translate to your behavior. So the next uh, agreement is don't take anything personally. That's a hard one. That's such a hard one, John. Don't take anything personally. You know, as a human, you have talked about this at length, and I have as well. You talked about Star Trek and Walkins, that they remove emotions. But we humans, we don't have the ability to remove emotions. We may try. We may have strategies. But we have emotions. This is, I mean, in the rare cases when there's a cognitive disorder, uh, emotions are minimized or volume is turned down, but everyone has a range of emotions. And what I'm talking about, there's anger, sadness, uh, hap- uh, love, compassion, care, curiosity. There's all these emotions. And if we are dealing with people, especially on social media or because of the health crisis, we spend a lot of time more online or in person, there was always going to be misunderstandings. There's always going to be opportunities where something is misinterpreted or misunderstood, even without the health crisis. And I think we create our own injury to our own ego when our expectations are not met for whatever reason. And mind is also, among other things, is a storyteller. So we try to tell our stories. Oh, these people don't like me. I don't like them. Or they don't like what I'm doing. And it's so hard not to take things personally. And I feel that nothing that somebody does is because of you. I think it's almost 100% is because of them, how they are. And can we really even be assured that the other person has enough maturity to know what's right and how to treat people. I think maybe we give them too much credit. What do you think, John? Well, I think this ultimately the the struggle I think has to do with us, the decision-making process and accepting and believing and agreeing that it's not going to be personal because a lot of people have a very negative self-image and negative self-image is the problem with them is 
if you have, <clears throat> through the influences of your life, been brought to the point where you do not see yourself as having as much value as others, and you become an individual craving acceptance because you've never really been accepted that much. Your image of yourself is extremely poor. It's damaged. It may even be diseased. Bringing yourself to say, I can't take things personally, that's a deep-seated sickness. I, I, I call it a sickness. Call it whatever you want to. Call it even a cancer if you want. I think the biggest problem that we have in life is that we take things personally because we don't have confidence in ourselves. There's a phrase that I like, I am comfortable in my own skin. And so you can say what you wish, it does not alter the fact that I know I am good enough, I am capable, and you can choose to respect me or not respect me, but that's on you, that's not on me. I will not change simply because you think I don't measure up to your standards. Now that's getting a little bit outside of it because to be able to say that phrase, I don't take it personally, it's just business it's kind of like the Godfather, you know. It's not personal; it's business. <laughs> no, but that's the world we live in. So we have to really. I I I, you know, I, I think it's um, always personal. It's you may say it's business, but the reality is it's always personal. Yeah, and the old adage "sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me" is the biggest farce I've ever heard. Because as I've grown in my lifetime, I've realized you can heal from a stick or a stone or a hit or a punch or a fall, but healing from words that have inflicted damage to your emotional psyche is something that you can never entirely get over. There is this aspect of us that once the damage is done here in the brain, that emotion will always be there and it takes just the right set of circumstances to snap and bring that emotion out and suddenly you are in a bad place, a dark place. Yeah. Personally. This, this has so many different topics we can go and discuss. And I would like to continue with the four agreements. And I feel that there's a, there's a point of discussion that where you said that sticks and stones won't break my bones, but is it words? Words will never hurt me. I think this is powerful as a value of melodic melody in words so if you are a communicator and if you can create a catchy phrase or the ones that words just build into each other without resistance or they just just flow into one another you can tell the world many things and people may buy it consciously unconsciously with resistance, without resistance, which is a topic for another discussion. 
And I think what you have brought up, John, is very emotional. It's very powerful, whether we admit it or not. And when I say try not to um, take things personally is I'm looking for constructs in your own brain. I'm looking for strategies where you can understand how to build resilience, how to build confidence, not wish for it, but strategies that we can use. And I think you're right. Um, when somebody craving approval, I think all people do. And there's people who really need it. And I think it takes us as leaders to offer compassion and grace and kindness to extend our attention to this individual and really see them and offer this without any expectation of any gain, but offer this for them as a gift. From unselfish. One, An unselfish characteristic. From one human to the next. Yes. And I think when we can do that, if we grow, they grow. I mean, you're not, you're not responsible what they do with it for yeah. the rest of that. You are only responsible to do what you can. And when I say don't try to take things personally is I would say develop a list or a checklist of questions. Put it in your phone, perhaps put it in your notebook and say, okay, yeah. is what's happening really true? Is what he said or she said, is that really true? Yeah. And then ask yourself this before the story, uh, Netflix starting in your brain is, is this really what's happening? Am I interpreting this correctly? Maybe you are. Maybe everything in your brain, maybe you really, you really, you really do feel it's the same. But, but I think it would be judicious for us to really ask ourselves, is this true? Is this really what's going on? And is there something else that's driving that person? Mm -hmm. We just got caught in a crosshairs or this type of a situation. I got to tell you, um, I was walking outside a public library a few years ago and just walking, minding my own business. And there was this gentleman. I saw him walking across and there was a little bit awkwardness and he was talking to himself or about something. And then he said, good morning. And I didn't say good morning fast enough. So he turned around and he was a big guy and very aggressive. And he said, it's such a good morning. You cannot say good morning or hello. So he was looking for a fight. He was looking to instigate and start a physical altercation. I recognized that quickly and quickly had to de-escalate and say, good morning, sir. I, you know, and then I just walked away. But there will be people who will look to escalate conflict and it has nothing yeah. to do with you. And you, uh -huh. as, a, as a member That's of society, you have to see through this Yes. And, and recognize that this conflict, this escalation is not worth it. It's not it's about you. Them. It's not about you. So it's not personal. And there may be some mental hygiene that needs to be 
updated, performed, or perhaps exercised yeah. for, for that person to really, you know, just release and, and be okay with who they are. But I, and, but there was a lapse in that social contract. I think what's more insidious when there's lapses in social contracts, when the other people have control of their outbursts or their emotion or their outward feelings and it's passive aggressive and you feel that something is not quite right. You just don't know what it is. And I would just implore you as a listener and just like what John said, you are valued, you're valued, you're valued in our eyes and, and in the eyes of the people that love you, there's, you have value and find a way to build resilience, not defense. Defense is also important, but resilience. I think resilience will carry you through and so you can stay open to the opportunities while be protected from influence of others. What do you think, John? Well, I will say this about resilience. For me, in my power word, it is the first letter of resolve. And that's something that you have to intentionally do. You have to intentionally understand, as you were quick to point out, that circumstances aren't always as they seem. You have to look at it through the eyes of, they obviously have a problem, but don't take it personally because the best thing to do is either de-escalate it or walk away. <laughs> Absolutely. It's what um, Brendan Bouchard says. When somebody wants to give you their crap, C-R-A-P, you say, no, thank you. Please keep it for yourself. Please, please, please. Uh, I don't want to take any part of it. Um, so that was the agreement number one, uh, two. So be impeccable with your word is number one. Don't take anything personally. And number three, which is very related to number two, is don't assume anything. Yeah, there you go. Big problem, assumptions. Oh, assumptions, because I think as a, John, you are an expert in brain um, health and understanding how to optimize your brain through senses and uh, sensory experiences and to keep up to date on the brain health developments. And this is a um, promotion for John to check out his podcast. I never noticed as well. And I feel that as a brain, somebody who is the owner of the brain, somebody who is operator brain among its many other things is looking for shortcuts. It looking for, okay, I see pattern. The brain talk to itself, let's say, or, okay, I mm -hmm. see a pattern. It will save energy. So I seen this before. Uh, there's markers, there's signals that signal to me that, okay, I've seen this before. It's a shortcut. I can skip the, the hard work of understanding. Let me just quick, quickly jump to this um, uh, conclusion or this, this assumption. And I think it's a marvelous thing because the brain saves energy and it saves time and it wants to survive and it wants to be optimal. But I think as the owner of the brain, as the operator of the brain, I think it would behoove us to stop and think. Is this really an assumption? Have I seen this before? Is this really what's happening? Am I in a, in a good enough mental emotional state to really respond to this. John, what is your opinion on this? In life, 
we've heard the phrase, the road less traveled. The problem is with assumptions in my thinking is that you are taking shortcuts, but the shortcuts you're taking are more about convenience and about the perception that we have that we already have it figured out. And that can be a very faulty way of thinking and can lead to problems developing and arising, whether in the situation or whether in the relationships. Sometimes we have to be very thorough in our listening and observing. One of the components of I Never Noticed is that there is a degree of essential intentionality that we need to practice in our observation skills when confronted with specific situations and particularly with relationships. That goes back to the phrase, not just to be impeccable with your words, don't just be careful not to take it personally, but look at it through objective eyes. Take the subjective component out of it because the subjective is simply what we think we know. And our perception may be 100% correct based upon experience, but the truth is the situation is entitled to our focus. Yeah. And if we don't focus and we don't pay attention, and if we don't clearly comprehend and measure and weigh the dialogue and all of the periphery taking place around it, we will make perhaps dangerous and damaging assumptions. And we've heard the phrases, you know what happens when you assume. We have. And You've heard that jargon before, but you are right, Mark, because the truth is we live in an assumptive society. It is a dangerous mechanism that can immediately create a wall of resistance and division between people. And it's self-created. It has nothing to do with literally being there it was put there on purpose because we didn't stop and listen with an open, objective, empathetic mindset. There, there's always room for more empathy. There's always room for better listening. And I feel that I am grateful that there's a lot of role models in my life who show me that empathy and kindness are strengths. They're not weaknesses. So I feel that empathetic listening and seeing the person truly to their core and without judging them or adding those uh, layers that may or may not be true, it's not necessary. So I am bullish, and I'm bullish on empathetic listening and kindness. I would like to continue with the four agreements. And the final one, 
is always do your best. I think no matter where you are or where you have started, there's always a chance to stop, reflect, and ask yourself, can I do better? And John, you know, I always ask you this question. What can I do better? What can we do better? What can I bring to this conversation? Mm -hmm. And you have known me over the years, and I think you can attest to that. What can you do better as a listener? Can you be a better partner in your relationship? Can you today listen a lot more? Stop making assumptions. It's not about you personally. The other person is, has drives and ideas and love and dreams and compassions. For a chance, change your behavior. Maybe the other person is truly trying to reach out to you and really tell you something. Be there for them. I think our time, presence, and attention are the most precious gifts we can share with another human. So it is not for us to take it lightly. It is for us to treasure and John, you always bring such perspective that allows me to expand on it and always remind me that kindness, compassion is at the core of who I am. So any final thoughts, John, as we wrap up the Four Agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz, Four Agreements book? Before... I offer one final comment. I want you to restate those four agreements again for the benefit of everyone. Because I want to want everyone to listen to them and understand them too in the order in which they are said. And then I will make a comment about why I think the author put them in that particular order of sequence. Yeah. So they are four agreements. Number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Number three, don't assume anything. And four, always do your best. My feeling is this, and this is just sort of my summation. If one practices, first of all, being careful to use their words in the most precise, pristine, and impeccable manner, then anything that comes out of their mouth is always going to be the purpose of building up and making things better or to grow knowledge and understanding with an intentional mindset. That then allows you through the listening process as you're exchanging words with each other to not take anything personally simply because someone may not agree or necessarily see it from your particular viewpoint and then moving into the assumptive process, the person you're talking to may want to make assumptions, but remember whether they make them or not, you assume nothing. You were there like a sponge. You were there focused with intentionally wanting to know as much about them as possible, even to the point that they don't care to hear what you have to say, you care about what they say, and you make that clear in your attitude. And the result, in my opinion, is that you will have a better life. You will do things better. You will conduct yourself better. You will find better results. You will, it's almost like a sowing and reaping process. 
and the reaping is that you walked away with great benefit. You are better. And while you were in the process of learning this and being made better, you were giving your best in return through the whole process. Thank you, John, for this final words. Uh, we are coming to the end of the recording. I hope this discussion stirred up some thoughts for you. And so you can look into the resource by Don Miguel Ruiz, The Four Agreements. Also write to us, letting us know what you think. And also perhaps additional references that have helped you to become, you know, to give yourself the tools to be free, to be a better person. I think it's about quality of life. Thank you, John, for your presence and for your contribution. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. And make sure you, if you are not a subscriber yet, subscribe to Speak Brave Podcast. Also check out John Morrow's podcast, I Never Noticed, and share this information with everyone that you care about in your world. And we'll see you next time. Don't forget to speak brave.